I have come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, into fire, and into ice. Welcome to St. Paxton, a narrative real play podcast created by friends to explore humanity and endure horror. A world where you can try anything. Welcome back to St. Paxton. I am your game master, Veronica. I'm Stacy, and I play Bellamy. Hi, I'm Michael, and I play Todd B. And I'm Steph, and I play Clara Carter. My name is Fred, and I play Edward Worthington III. Okay, so let, let's uh, let's take you guys back to the living room of Mr. Crandall. Um, do you think it's a good idea that he's reading all of this out loud? Why, why would that be a problem? Uh, I mean, Ezra did warn me about the book. She said it can disturb the mind? Well, how would that change by reading it out loud? Well, what if it's it like can... a spell book? Oh. What if he, like, summons a demon? Well, I don't think... Okay, well, first off, if magic were real in that regards, <laughs> it would take some sort of, like, component, you know, like... Like D&D, you know, you'd have to, like, expend some, you know, crushed pearls or something, like, Uh, for invisibility. There'd be, like, you know, more than just a verbal component. I I stabbed it and summoned a pus monster. So (laughs) I don't think it's necessarily going to need components. And if he's truly a sorcerer... (laughs) Then that means he could have taken like the meta magic skill to allow him to cast spells without semantic or, you know, physical ingredients. I mean, you, yeah, you know the you know, rules, right? I mean, on second thought, maybe we shouldn't leave them alone in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's um, maybe break for dinner. That'll get him away from the book, right? And then we get him to drink so he passes out. Sure. And and Bellamy, because she seems a little bit into this book. Yeah. Dinner's good. And I'll walk down the hall to the room they're transcribing in. Hey, guys. Do you think... Um, Shh, please be quiet. Um... We were just talking about dinner. Uh, we're all getting kind of hungry. Do you want to maybe take a break? We can all eat something together. I mean, this is just getting pretty good. Yes, it is getting very good, actually. We've just gotten to the three women. So. Okay. Yeah, I- I'm great, good. Are, are, great, are you, great are time you to break, good? though. Um, women need the break? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to, like, get too much into it, because then, you know, like, when you're reading a good book and you just can't stop um, because you've gotten too far into it. So maybe we break now, get dinner, and then you can come back to it later and really... 
I'm not really hungry. I mean, I'm sure you have food, right, uh, Mr. Jonathan? I'm sure they can just help oh, themselves yes, to I some have things. a very well-stocked uh, refrigerator and pantry. Please, why, why don't you actually go make dinner for us? And then when it's all done, then you can come back and and we'll go to dinner then. How does that sound, young miss? Okay, and then we'll all eat dinner together. Well, if we're hungry, but yes, I mean, make something tempting, please. <laughs> uh, so, Bells, you know I'm not that good of a cook. Maybe you could help me out? Well, I need to be here with the book. Uh, you've got this. You uh, you cooked when I was in the hospital, they said, right? I made Dole Whip. That, that's yeah. the extent Ooh, of my Dole cooking Whip. ability is Dole Whip. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, if you want Dole Whip for dinner, I can make everybody Dole Whip. I'm good with Dole Whip. But I think maybe we should have some protein? You look a little drained. Maybe you want some something with a little more energy to uh, it. What are you saying, more. Clara? I'm saying you've been through an ordeal and food might help revive you. I feel fine. I'm really not that hungry. I'm I'm great. So as I was saying, um, Anne, that's an Anne with two N's and an E. And there was a Agnes. Okay, I'm going to make Dole Whip. Agnes. Hey, uh, great, great, great. great. Hey, Shut the door. Can we uh, take a quick sidebar? Just real quick. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, sure. Whatever you have to say to me, you can say in front of this book and Jonathan. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, that's fine. So remember that time when Clara made food for us? It was really bad, and please don't tell her I told you this, but look, you always make amazing food. How about I take over for you? I'll just pick up where you left off. I'll continue to write everything down that Mr. Crandall says so that it doesn't miss a beat, and then you could kind of like gently help Clara, you know, maybe push her out of the way, have her make like ice water for everybody ah uh, just just a just a moment uh mr mr jonathan and i will take edward towards the door but not leave the room look i told you i can't leave the book i can't touch things if i'm not in the vicinity of the book which means i can't cook how can i cook if i can't touch well we'll just we'll be in the next room you'll be fine i'll i'll I can't cook if I can't touch. This is all I can do right now. Until we fix it, I have to be here and I have to transcribe this book. So until we find How? a fix for that, I don't know what else to do. How about then you just direct Clara into what she needs to do? Because look, I mean, she's got an eye and a hand for art, but her food is less than um... Well, I don't want to be rude, but the last time she made dinner for me, I got incredibly sick. And she's I don't making, want anybody to get food poisoning. She's making Dole Whip. You guys said it was amazing before. It's going to be amazing. And if push comes to shove, I'm sure we can just like order some food in. 
And if she asks, it was amazing, Bellamy. But <sighs> what, what do you mean order food? Is is there like a Chinese food takeout place here? I, I mean, I'm sure there's food somewhere. Uh, hey, Jonathan, is there like a place that we could order some food from? Because apparently one of my friends maybe poisoned my other friends and there's a big concern. Um, yes, my favorite place is called Dim Sum Yum. I turn and look at Edward. Okay. Um, do you want me to call them or do you know how to get in contact with them? Uh, Jonathan, do you happen to have like a takeaway menu? Yes, it's in the kitchen drawer. See, you can just look in the kitchen. It's, it's going to be great. The faster we get this transcribed, the quicker I can go back to normal. And I promise you guys, I will make you the best and biggest, just huge, so much food. I will make so much food as, as soon as I'm fixed. Oh, now that the mention of dim sum yum, I'm actually quite hungry. Okay, I walk back over to where the book is and I pick it up and hold it to my chest like a schoolgirl. I'm ready to go. Great. Great. So I guess we're all going to this place to have food. Oh, yeah. Sure. Dim sum yum. Without pineapple. No one wants you to cook. You're a terrible cook. Okay. Jonathan. Well, uh, you know what? No, nope, he's kidding. Haha. Ha. Uh, we're gonna go I, and get some uh, no, something in that, town. It, that it's, isn't true. It, it's it's true. You're um, an artist, not a culinary artist. You don't know her. Be That's, quiet. Be quiet. I can tell. No, well, you you can't tell anything. It, it is true. To, to be honest, even she knows. Lying uh, doesn't help friendships. Oof. All right, food, <laughs> food, food, food. Let's get food. You find your way down the street at a delicious, some might call it yummy, dim sum restaurant. And you order dim sum. I will spend the entire time eating with the book, like in my lap, because I feel like I need to be touching it. God. What? Todd. What? We gotta get the book away from her. She's acting strange. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what do you mean, okay? Okay, uh, yeah, I agree. Jonathan stands up, pays the tab, and starts walking out of Dim Sum Yum. I follow him. Okay, you're the the think guy. You You gotta figure out how to get the book away from her. Or, I don't know, something bad's gonna happen. Uh, okay. I will jog out after Bellamy and catch up. So, uh, Bellamy, how, how's it going? <sighs> it's, it's going. The quicker we can get this done and I'm back to normal, the better I will feel. So, I, I was thinking... What part, like, why would transcribing the book help make you whole again, or, or you know, well, for lack of a better term? Maybe it cursed me. <laughs>
and the answer of how to fix that is in the book. I mean, I guess that does make sense. It's the only thing I can figure out. I mean, the book did it, so the book has to be able to undo it, right? Can can I look at it for a sec? Um, I mean, I can hold it open for you. Yes. Okay. And I will grip. Like, you know when you have a large book and you just open, like you stick your hand on either side and then you open the book so that you have it hand on both sides. That's how I open the book. So my hands are on the top of it and it's held against my chest, essentially. But it's like open. And I, I look at the pages full of symbols. I mean, is there something specifically that you're looking for? Um, I don't know. <sighs> no, I don't think so. You're fine. So, not a young man. Uh, I was always really bad at small talk. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I, I'm pretty good at it. Oh, good. Good. Actually, the smaller the better, really. <laughs> Small words, or... You know, it doesn't matter so much to me. Ah. Small, big, you know. All sizes of language. Yeah. It's okay. Okay, I get you now. I understand who you are. Just say anything to anyone, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... So I think this is your house again, isn't it? Ah, yes, of course. This one right here. Here, let me grab the door for you. Here oh, you are. Oh, please don't grab my doors. Oh. It's locked, obviously. Oh. <laughs> he unlocks the door and lets himself inside and turns around and looks at you all and decides to let you in again. Well, I'm tired. Good night. <laughs> Well, we could we could do more with the book. I'm full of dinner and now I'm sleepy. Goodbye. Good night. Sweet and dreams. he goes into his bedroom and you hear him shut the door. And then you hear a large piece of furniture move across the floor. And there's a thud against the door. I knock on the door. Are, are you okay in there? Do I'm fine. I just don't know you people. Oh. Right. Okay. I thought you were rearranging something. I was going to offer assistance. I don't need your help. Good night. Good Good night. And with that, Jonathan Crandall goes to sleep. Roll evidence collection. You'll need to get a four or higher I will put a point into it. Four. I rolled a six. Four. I rolled a four. So, after Jonathan goes to sleep, you all find yourself alone in a strange house. Tell me a room that you walk into. Kitchen. The study. I'm going to go back in the study. You both walk into the study. Yeah. Treasure room. 
We're, we're building this world together, so now we're going into the treasure room. Edward, you determine that there's probably, in a person this old with this many fancy robes, a room in his home where all of his precious items are collected. Now, you'd been in the study, and that seemed to be very utilitarian, but he has some really ornate things, so surely there are other ornate things in the house. And so, you walk into a spare bedroom, and you see this bed made up. Um, It actually looks like a huge master bedroom. It has this really large headboard that goes all the way up to the ceiling, and then it comes out, and there's this canopy over the top of it. It's very ornately carved, and it has a really big L in the center of it. There are mannequins placed around the room. There are just three of them, and they have these really beautiful dresses on them. There are books, and there's a photo of a woman at this kind of dressing area. And there's a large gilded mirror. Would you like to investigate any one of these items or places in this room? Yeah, what? So you said the mannequins are wearing dresses? That's right, and they don't have heads. It's just a... From the shoulders down. Are they set up in any like specific configuration around the bed? No, they just seem to be in corners. That's it. It almost looks like they're not mannequins, but the closer you get to it, you see that you can actually adjust the size of it. And these are probably used by a seamstress. And you said there is a picture of a woman? Yes. I would like to look at this picture. The picture of the woman is quite old. It is just black and white film, but the woman is very stunning. She has dark hair and really sharp features, but her eyes are soft. They're gray, kind of, in the photo. She looks like someone familiar to you, but you can't quite place the face. It's maybe just someone that you've bumped into once or twice. Is the picture in a frame? It is. Do I see any other pictures around the room? As you turn the corner, you see that there's actually a small dresser and it has a basin and a little pitcher for water. And beside that is another small photo and it looks to be that same woman and Mr. Crandall but he's much much younger and they're kind of leaning against a rock but they seem to be very happy to be with each other on a very relaxed day so I would gather that this is maybe their bedroom together or her bedroom and they were probably dating at some point. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else unique that stands out to me? You have a six on investigate. So when you pick up any of the photos, you'll hear something kind of rattle around between the back of the frame and the glass. I will open up the frame. You see a letter. And it's a letter to Mr. Crandall. 
And it's this confession of love. But the woman in the letter says that she can't be with him anymore because her father is on to them. And she's promised to someone else, an older person. But she doesn't say older person. She says a great old one. Is it signed like with her name? It is. At the very bottom, it says, always yours, Lavinia. I will keep the letter and I'll put the frame back together and then I'll take that with me back out to the main room to meet up with everybody else. In the study, there are desks. It's very plush in there in that obviously Mr. Crandall spends quite a bit of time in the study. But you see that he has a lot of medical books just lying around. It seems like he actually has a lot of medical instruments as well. And if you open up any of his wardrobes, you'll see that they have old robes. White robes. And sewn in them, Dr. Crandall. Do the medical books seem pretty standard? Yes. Just like your average medical kind of books. Mm-hmm. Are there any drawers to the desk? Yes. Can I look in, like, the top one? The top one is locked. Of course. Hey, Bells. Can I pick the lock? You can try anything. I would like to try and pick this lock. Okay. You need to roll a three or higher. So I will put the book down on the desk and come around, take a look at it, pull some bobby pins out of my hair, spend a point, and try to pick this lock. Six. As you hear the lock click, Edward steps into the room, and he looks like he has something to say. And your eyes just sort of glance over at him in the doorway. And then you hear that very satisfying tumble and click as the locking mechanism releases and the drawer is free to open. My eyes get big and I look at Clara and I slowly start opening the drawer because I'm looking for traps. (laughs) Or alarms after that stupid dream we had. So I'm like real cautious, but I'm super excited about it. I'm leaning in to watch. You see a very old scroll. I gently take it out and turn to give it to Clara. I'll take it. Is it, like, tied shut? Or is is there a seal? Oh, like a wax seal? A wax seal. Can I... 
Can I kind of hold it up to start with and see if I can sort of see the inside of it without breaking the seal? Sure, you can try anything. Okay, I'll sort of hold it up and look at it. As you look through one end of the scroll, you are taken to this place. It's like a kaleidoscope where all of these colors are moving around and you don't quite know what to do with this, but you feel this sensation of power, actual power. And your eye doesn't want to leave this scroll that you're looking through. As you turn away from the light and you look at Edward, you don't see Edward at all. You just see this like prism of light and shapes that are almost unrecognizable to you. You don't know what you would even call that or how you could even manipulate your hands to paint or draw it. Can I turn to look at Bellamy with it? As you turn to look at Bellamy, you start to get dizzy because this is so much to take in. But you see the same thing with Bellamy. There's just shape and color that is completely foreign to you. I'm going to keep looking through it, just mesmerized. Clara, what do you see? What were you looking at? It's, it's incredible. I... I don't I don't know how to describe it. The, the colors. Is, is God, it, if I could paint that. Oh. Is it like a drawing or a photograph? No. You can see Clara's eye through the other side. Just looks normal? It looks completely normal. Can I see like the interior of the scroll? Is there any colors or anything like she's describing? You're not close enough to do that, but you can see it's just like if I were holding up a sheet of rolled up paper to my eye, you would be able to see my eye. Okay. Can you open it? I don't want to risk destroying it. This is this is beautiful. What if, I mean, what if opening it releases it? Maybe it all be oh, like releases, this. I don't, releases what? I'll, like, reluctantly take it away from my eye, and then I want to look at the wax seal. Mm-hmm. As you have taken the scroll away from your eye, you do lose that feeling and that sensation of power. And your mind, you're, you quickly almost forget about the different shapes and colors, and it's like you remember something cool happening, but... It it doesn't stick with you. Okay. Is there a design on the wax? Can I tell if there's like a... I know I'm probably too far to see a design, but can I tell if there's a, a texture to it? Yeah, there's definitely a texture to it. What's the, the symbol on the wax? Is there like a picture or something in it? I'll look at it a little more closely. It looks like a C like a capital C with a dot in the middle of it. 
Uh, so it's a C, like, must be for Crandall. Um, I want to get this thing open, because I, I want to see what's inside, but I, I don't want to destroy it and then have him get upset that I destroyed a scroll. Would there be some way for me to try to, like, gently peel it up without just completely destroying it? You could try anything. I could do just art. Okay. If that works. That's a two. You take a small, it looks like something that maybe Mr. Crandall uses to dig underneath his fingernails and clean under them, but it's nice and sharp and flat. And so you take it and you start edging underneath it. And just as you think you've got it, you snap the seal in half. It's a hard break. Maybe we can melt it back together, and I'll open the scroll. Oh, did you guys find a letter, too? I found this letter behind a picture frame. I I think it's, like, about his, I don't know, ex-girlfriend or something. Ooh, can I read it? Yeah, here. There's a really interesting part where it talks about the Great Ones. Have you guys, or the Great One, have you guys heard about anything? like that Todd the dim sum was great but as you get into Mr. Crandall's stash you see that he has a wide variety of cheeses and hams and different uh, really great salad and sandwich stuff and so you start making yourself a sandwich and then you think you know, I wonder if he has any of those like frozen pies and cakes in his freezer because maybe you could take one out, let it thaw. Might be good. But when you do that, you turn around and you are dead center with a photograph of Darius and what looks like a young Mr. Crandall. Just magnet onto the fridge. And they're both wearing lab coats. You squint and you see on Darius's coat, it says, Dr. Hensley. Is this an old photograph as well? This is an old photograph. I will take the magnets off and flip the photo around to see if there's anything on the back. It just says... Darius and me. Huh. I'll set it on the counter and then look for the pie. Unfortunately, he's mostly a uh, an ice cream fan, so there's a lot of ice cream and frozen confections, but no pies or cakes or anything like that. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to search for in particular was trap doors in the floor or in the walls. Because if I remember correctly, the Blood Witches had tunnels and weird shit all over the place. Okay. After you've eaten your sandwich and discovered there are no pies, cakes, or the like in the freezer, you begin your hunt. Your belly is now full. You kind of walk in a particular way to where you would be able to hear hollowness or unusual hollowness in the floor. And you push against the wall to see if maybe anything has a little bit of give. 
And then you notice a cord that goes to the outside. There's a door that leads outside and there's a cord that's like an extension cord that's also running to the outside area. But no trapdoors. Is the cord, like, is it plugged into a plug or something? It is. Okay. I will open the door and see if I can't trace the cord. You follow the cord outside and you see that it just plugs into some lights on a patio. With that, I will go back into the kitchen and shut the door. And I will, of course, scoop up ice cream for me and my friends and grab the picture and bring it back to the study. Okay. Todd arrives as Edward is talking about the things that he found. And Todd has also brought gifts. All right. Here's one for you and one for you. And if you can hold it, here's one for you, Bellamy. And there we go. So, uh, what did we find? When Todd says, if you can hold it, here's one for you. I have the sudden realization that I'm touching things without having to hold the book. And there's like a tense in my shoulders that drops a little. And I slump into a chair. I'm like, oh, thanks, Todd. And I will hold the letter in one hand and scoop ice cream in the other while I listen to what's going on and read the letter. The letter says the exact same thing that it said to Edward. You read this letter from a woman named Lavinia, and she talks about how she loves Jonathan, but she can't be with him. Her father has promised her to a great old one. While she's reading that, can I gently unroll the scroll and see what's inside? Yeah, absolutely. You see a lot of symbols. You don't know what they mean. Uh, they're not colorful. No, it's just writing. I'll roll the scroll back up. And do I kind of remember at least something weird about when I looked through it the first time? I mean, you remember that something was cool about it, but yeah, it, it's gone. I mean, it's totally faded. I'll look through it again just to kind of see what was so cool about it and why I was so interested in the scroll. The same unrecognizable shapes and colors appear to you? Oh, I didn't break it. Good. Mm, what didn't you break? Mm. The colorful scroll. Todd says this as he presses one eye against the other end of the scroll, and now you are sharing an eye tunnel. And Todd, you see these shapes and colors. Unbelievable. Um... This is weird. You can see it too? I think there's something in this ice cream. No, I didn't have the ice cream yet. Isn't it so beautiful? But how... Do, can I borrow this? And I pluck it out oh. of her hand. Okay, wait a second. So, 
Wait. I look at the symbols on the scroll. Are these similar to the symbols in the book? Roll something? Okay. Library use. Sure. That's a one. Well, you can't make heads or tails of this. I will say, though, these seem more letter-ish. Whereas the others are full-on just symbols. They could mean any number of things. These seem to have a repeating order and a flow of shape. Okay. It's like a spell scroll, Todd. Well, yeah, but <gasps> you don't it's cast like colors. spells by looking through it. It's color spray in a scroll. <gasps> oh but gosh. how is it doing that? Magic. Duh. I'm going to open the scroll, like, instead of it being rolled up entirely, and just touch the two tips of the ends together in, like, a big circle, and look through it and see if anything happens. Can you describe to me how you're doing this? Um, yeah, so I would just be, like, unfurling it, and then just making a bigger circle out of it. I see. Um, it's really difficult to uh, get the ends to actually meet up because they've been rolled in that in that particular way. But yeah, I mean, you can kind of do it, but it's not going to make like a perfect circle. And when the edges are overlapped, yeah, you see those same shapes or colors or whatever it is in there. I stick my arm through it. And that's where we're going to call it. Ugh. Uh. Nice. You didn't stick your head in it. Oh, I don't think I it's big enough. Probably not. That's a, that's a good save, Mike. Probably on purpose. I don't think it's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> not for this beautiful brain. For science. Well, I mean, I was mainly trying to see, like, if the... I don't know. It made sense to me. Oh, I love it. Uh, these conversations Great. and more will be on our Patreon-only Take a Knee episode. So head on over there to Patreon. Uh, subscribe to that and hear why Mike thinks that he's the bravest person i guess <laughs> i don't know that was rough that was real rough I'm, I'm scared what am i gonna do this episode was edited by rob anderson the musician who made the promenade our opening and closing theme for season two of welcome to saint paxton find him on twitter at potentially rob this episode was produced by hiroshi and you can find him at maybe Hiroshi. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at typical Veronica. Mike is at one gaming lane. Fred is at I think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlit Firefly. And you can find me at definitely Stacy. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. The podcast art was created by Evan Mitchell. You can find out more about their ventures on the podcast For Whom the Dice Roll. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast has stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com 
and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekly Inc. shows, such as Inks and Issues, Cast of Thrones, or Transformation Sequence. And that is a wrap on that episode. So Hero says, and so it shall be. You know what else I'd like to say? Thank you to everyone who has listened, shared, commented, tweeted, done whatever to show their appreciation for our twisted tales. And extra special super time thanks to any and all who have ever supported us on Patreon. I, I, I swear, I can't believe there are people who appreciate the show that much. But there are. And I have the names to prove it. You want some proof? How about this? Chase Hansel. Now there is the name of an incredible person who has supported our efforts on Patreon. And Chase, we look forward to bringing you more great content. And I guess my proxy, all the other patrons and... You know, the creepers. We just look forward to creating more great content. And we have the fine patrons to thank for that. <laughs>